everybody and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Anna. And I'm Kayleen. And together we're Entreprequeers. Entreprequeers. A podcast about two gay idiots owning and operating their own businesses in the midst of end stage capitalism. Welcome back everybody. Uh, welcome back. We're hitting you. We're hitting you good. Hitting me almost in February. Actually by the time this will come out it'll be February. Happy February oh everybody. Chilling. Honestly, I have a good feeling about February. I didn't... I just feel like this year just started, and we're already a month down. Well, it did just start. You know, it's January. Time. Yeah. Time. But that, but it'll be February. Yeah, and then, you know, we're pretty much teenagers, and the next thing you know, they go to college, and then they're getting married, they, and... They, just, and, they never, and they never call. <laughs> and then the next thing you know, I'm in a home, and I had kids, so I didn't have to rot alone in a home, and they just took everything from me, and whatever. It's fine. We're back to December. This is why you, f- this is why you just float out to sea. <laughs> it's, my, it's my strategy. Float on, all right. Same with my mom. Maybe you guys can go together. Put me on a raft. Put me on I've, a raft. Yeah. Push I don't know. I <laughs> sing me to sleep um so yeah so we're like you're just kicking off uh mati gras kind of right like officially it is the the carnival season would you say the noose is tightening the mardi gras noose is tightening um much like the christmas noose um yeah it is officially carnival season started on january 6th uh which is epiphany or 12th night but this is the weekend where the parades really begin in earnest. Um, so I've been to two parades this weekend. Um, I am tired. <laughs> I gotta, I also, I don't know, I think I'm also just like, I'm on Operation Fembo, which is my um, project to just basically become a meathead. Mm-hmm. So I've been going to the gym a lot, and I don't think my body is caught up to what I am doing because it is very tired today. Yeah, I think sometimes um, you get like almost like jet lag with it. Like I feel like the first few weeks yeah, you get really I feel tired. Like, yeah, I mean, basically I, I've been two hours after I get home from the gym, I get a slump and I like need to take a, I need to take a nap. Mm-hmm. Um, today somebody called so, me an intellectual. So, wow, I'm really just whoa. taking all of your brain power. Wow. We're just, yeah, our parasitic uh, friendship so is really... codependent. It's so, yeah, it's vile. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, now's the time of year where New Orleanians get very outdoorsy. Um, I went to two parades. I went to one on Friday, which is a new, like, mini parade called of the Crew, crew de Foo, which I think is like crazy, Crew of Fools. Crazy crew. Or crazy, crazy crew. Um, and that one was just like three sub crews. It was like maybe a hundred people, but so, and it wasn't very popularized. So I got a lot of, I got a lot of throws. I got a lot of gifts from the handmade gifts. They gave out painted shells and another one gave out like, um, like little clips and boutonnieres that Mm. were very like, um, they were like the crew of flora and fauna. So they were very cottagecore. Beautiful. And then, um, Another one, the Wingnuts, I got, like, a. they did a, the Miss Universe pageant was hosted in New Orleans a couple of weeks ago. So there's a, At the there's convention a, center? Like, Miss, 
Yeah. Oh. It, theirs was all um, uh, Miss New Orleans. Do you know what it know? Do you know what it means to Miss New Orleans? But it was like a a pun on the like Miss New Orleans pageant. Um, and so they gave me a baton and a rose. Um, it was really cute. I would love to uh, go out when the Miss Universe pageant kinda, was going on. That. Yeah, I would have been Apparently, on Bourbon yeah. Street. I feel like, <laughs> hey, uh-huh. there, there's a lot of people, uh, a lot of people making money that week. Um, and then uh, it was kind of fun. It was very chaotic because it's like a very like new parade that I think was just running on like a second line permit and not like a full parade permit. Mm, and then those there was are my another, favorite. Like, Actually, the non permit ones are my favorite. Yeah. Well, there were there was another parade going down Frenchman. That was like a tractor, like tractor pulling and party buses. Oh. And they like, that one was clearly running late and like interfere. There was like a cross, like, so there were two parades. It was very chaotic. It was very much like a reminder yeah. that we go with the flow. Yeah. <laughs> like, Wait, so how did they manage um, that? Uh, they, they basically um, waited for a gap in the tractor parade because one of the tractors got stuck making a turn. <laughs> Um, and the their police escort took them slightly off route, took them like a block over, and then they were able to get back on. Well, the tractor didn't turn right, so we just waited a minute, and then it went on. I mean, through. that's Lazy, that's like bon usually, brule, baby. That's usually what happens at walk. Like that's ha- always happens at Crudevue or at Chewbacca's. Like somebody makes a float too big and it can't make the turn into the French Quarter, and then you're like, okay, well the parade's not over, but it's been. Horses. But it's only been twenty minutes. It's been twenty minutes since we've seen anything new. Um, yeah, so that happens every year. And then last night was Chewbacca's. Which is um, the largest, I think, uh, Mardi Gras crew. They had over 120 sub crews. It was very long. And it is a science fiction themed uh, parade. So Bacchus, of course, is a, is a long standing uh, traditional Mardi Gras crew. And I guess one year as a joke, like 10 or 12 years ago, these groups of people got together and dressed as Star Wars characters and marched the wrong way. They marched opposite Bacchus and called themselves Chewbacchus as like a gag. And then mm. it turned into this whole thing and every year got bigger and bigger and then moved downtown. And so it was really fun. My favorite highlight, you know, you see a lot of like nerd shit. You see a lot of Star Wars, Star Trek. Um, I saw like an entire Mario themed sub crew where they were all in like little race cars. Aww. It was like Mario. Um, uh, my favorite, I think, was the purple people eaters. Um, everyone was dressed as a one eyed, one horn uh, flying purple people eater. Mm-hmm. They all had different like interpretations of that costume. Um, there was a Buffy crew. There was the Space Vikings. They always look really good. Um, the Women of Wakanda, which is the largest. Um, uh, black women crew like of a, in a walking parade in the city, um, and yeah, it was just really beautiful, nice uh, and really fun. Cool. Um, and it's fun to be out in the streets again, but I need to remember to pace myself. What do you say, Kayleen? It's a uh, it's a it's method, a marathon, not a, not a sprint. Yeah. Well, I've been collecting marriage proposals. I've gotten two this week. One from a man, yeah, one from girl, a woman. Our woman. girl needs her visa. I'm not even the one proposing. So I know, but I you're, know. you've got that energy. You got that. Let's get hitched energy Bye. about you. Yeah. 
I guess. Yeah. It's like I met both of these people one time and then they were like, uh, the U.S.? Yes. I uh, get married. <laughs> um, so I don't know about that. Uh, I don't have a ring until I have a ring. Nothing has happened. Um, so, yeah. Um, until you have a signed certificate, nothing has happened. Oh, well, I'm engaged once there's a ring. I okay. have class. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. All's well that ends well, I guess. Um, All right. Shall we uh, hop on into tarot time? Yeah, let's see what we have. I bet uh, it's, I don't think it's going to be another three. I'm still thinking it's going to be two of cups. I think I just. That's what you want. That's what you want, huh? That's what I'm getting, all this marriage stuff. <laughs> Aquarius. This isn't your card. This is the card for the collective. I know, but they're probably going to get a three because we had three of swords, three of wands, and now maybe it's going to be justice. The not going to give you anything you asked for. This one just threw out. It's the Ace of Swords. Oh, new ideas. No. Yeah, Ace of Swords. Ace of Voices. This doesn't, this, you know better than to tell the tarot what it's going to tell you. It's a conversation. Yeah, Ace of Swords is um, like a lightning strike, I think. This is a, like, um, these are like light bulb moments. Uh, If you, and like swords, of course, I think have a lot to do with like how we use clarity, truth, how we use our words, intelligence, um, uh, how sharp we are. Uh, and yeah, I think that the Ace of so because Ace is like the beginning, this really symbolizes like some, some like big idea moments. Um, this is kind of a, a card that tells us to like, uh, when the moment strikes, just go with it. Yeah. Don't spend a lot of time thinking about it. Yeah. Be ready. Like something's going to happen and it's going to shake you up. Um, and you just kind of have to go with it. I think it's also something you don't really need to look at that much. And I, I feel like it, right. it might not be like... Don't over-examine. Or it might not be like one moment. You're like, it's all changing right now. But like like a week or two later, you might be like, oh, I found this new rhythm. Ah, yeah, that this. was the first domino. That was the first domino to mm-hmm. fall. Yeah. Yeah, I like yeah. I like the Ace of Swords. Um, I mean, I, I think I just really enjoy the Aces in general, being an Aries. Um, they're always just very exciting and new beginnings and the swords are just like a new way of thinking with like a new perspective which is important what else what else do we have except for having a new perspective all the time so yeah last last week we had the three of wands so that was all that was about being thoughtful and planning and gathering information and now that you have that information it's you let's not sit on it mm-hmm. let's let's let the wheels turn and let's go yeah it's good after like a three of swords three of wands and then like an ace of swords like yeah probably coming off of that three of swords also like yeah okay. let's hop on it mm-hmm. let's go yeah i think yeah i think that's a great card um and we right. have one more card for this season so we'll see yeah, what we to see where i feel like us. yeah this tarot the journey of the the journey of the tower yeah, yeah, we did open with the tower, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and then the chariot, the tower, then the, the chariot, devil, the devil, then three, 
of swords. Three of swords, three of wands, ace of swords. Yeah. So we'll do a full reflection on this next week. I know. Our memories are so we good. We're very intellectual. Well, I think we've really um we've really in the last few seasons started to focus on the narrative rather than just what than the week. Mm-hmm. Well, because it's a fun, so. you know, it's fun to explore tarot like this. So if yeah. uh Anything Ace of Swordsy happens to you this week, uh, our DMs are open. Please let us know. Yeah, shoot us a DM. Um, so we're for the main dish today. Set the table. We are serving the main dish. We're bringing back uh, one of our favorites. I don't know if we've done another episode, but this is a part two episode. Uh no, I, we haven't done this yeah. since season one. Oh, wow. Here we go. And this was like, is this how we wrapped we our go. season one? Okay. Yeah. I was like, this is a little, this is a little yeah. treat. And anybody who's been with us this long gets to get, be brought in on our like, and best now joke. lucky for you guys, all of our episodes are a treat because we have no shame left. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> that's what happens. Six seasons in, we become products. We forget we forget that people are listening. I know. So we I, just I know. I get DMs there. all the time, and I'm just like, oh, right, you are listening. Yeah. I'm like, ah. Or like, I'll get comments <laughs> on my TikTok that are like, can you make a podcast episode about this? Um, yeah. Well, we should keep a record of yeah, what those yeah, requests for are. sure. Um, that would be a good idea, but we're not talking good ideas today. <laughs> We're talking bad ideas. Bad ideas business plan. Also known as the Bywater business plan. If you don't know what the Bywater is, you should listen to the first episode. We'll link it in the show notes for Uh, where we kind of deep dive more. We deep dive, yeah. Um, It is a, a, this is the half-baked business idea factory that we're, we're taking a visit to today. Um, and we're just going to riff on uh, maybe some businesses we've seen that are in existence um, and maybe some business ideas that we kind of yeah, want to start exactly. ourselves. Um, uh, bad ideas okay. only. I have one. Can I start? Okay. Okay, great. Hit Gay me. immigration marriage consultant. Ooh, high potential for fraud. Because she, okay, the woman who proposed me today was like, no, no, it's great because we're gay and we can say that's why we kept it secret. Genius, honestly. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's why nobody knew is because we were deep in the closet. We couldn't handle it anymore. Um but then we came to France and everything's so free here, you know? City of love. City of lights. We met at a retreat. We had to delete Incredible. all of our messages just in case people found out. Our parents are very strict. Oh I think boy. it would work. Yeah. I mean, honestly, how many yeah, how many potential. gay people do you know that would just like want to fucking marry just for like a passport anyway? Because they we don't really respect the oh, institution yeah. of marriage that much anyway. <laughs> We're just no. like it's the most no. patriotic thing you could do is marry for fucking, you know. <laughs> the straights kept us locked out for too long. We have no respect anymore. 
I mean, maybe if you would let us uh, have access to this one, first ask for it. We'd give a shit. Now it's just pragmatic, you know. We're gonna we're gonna use marriage uh, like the straight people, and we're gonna, yeah, to broker yeah, we're deals. Gonna globalize. The gays are globalizing. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I mean, I mean, I think any kind of like hand-holding through a process business is always mm-hmm. kind of a good idea. If you're, if, if, especially if the pro, you're very familiar with the process, but it seems, like, inscrutable mm-hmm. to the general public. Yeah. So, like, citizenship coaches, adoption coaches, uh, even, like, smaller scale things, like stylists or, like, mm-hmm. whatever. If there's something that, like, a lot of people are like, I don't know how you do that. That could be helpful to a larger mm-hmm. group of people. That's something to turn yeah. into business. Yeah, uh, the uh, the art of the yeah. scam. Today, somebody, yeah, somebody said I was an intellectual, and then somebody else thought I was French. So you know, it's because I didn't open my mouth. It's because I didn't open my mouth. <laughs> scam vibes. Yeah. Um, but I think okay. So let's kind of like uh, do a little startup here. I think you would maybe need. I don't know if you could do social media. I think it would need to be word of mouth, like, essentially. And you would have to have... If it was on social media, it'd have to be heavily coded, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah, I feel like this is a thing that probably you're going to have to use a lot of euphemisms mm-hmm. around. And you're going to have to look... You have to really, like, do some research on the laws and know mm-hmm. the loopholes. And you could start maybe just, like, with a couple countries um, that you're, like, familiar with. Uh and then branch out. I mean, honestly, right? There's got to be a market. Two proposals, one week. Come on, let me, let me, let me capitalize on this. Um, <laughs> start a gay marriage business. Um, I think you, yeah, you would just like need a network, and then there's like some paperwork's too, like what you would need. Oh, create some PDF packets, um, and then I think I've got one. Yeah. When, when you're, yeah. I yeah. think you could do it. Yeah. You could create, yeah, create like a, a even mm-hmm. just a one sheet that takes people through mm-hmm. the flow. And then. Have the payment then, process yeah, of like finding like, somebody. Because also, um, how many people just like literally don't want to fucking be on apps anymore? And are just Oh my like, God. It's a visa matchmaking yeah. service. Yeah. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Yeah, I think it's a pretty yes. good idea. Um, because I have some friends that are just like, I'm going to hire a matchmaker. I can't, like, I cannot date on these apps anymore. Um, oh, yeah. And I, I don't know. I think, I think, I think, you know, maybe I should say this for predictions, but like, fuck it. I'm not. I think matchmaking might make a, like, gay matchmaking or just matchmaking in general might make a round You know again. what? You know what? Actually matchmaking for non-monogamous people because that does not Mm. exist because i my not not to put on blast my business partner has literally been like begging people to set Mm -hmm. her up with people she's like i just like the like forever and she has the money Mm -hmm. for a service she has contacted multiple matchmaking services none of them will work with with Mm. someone who's non-monogamous because marriage is their yeah is they're like uh, the stat success yeah, exactly. metric yeah yeah it's interesting because i feel like um, right now all the so, i feel like it would be good for monogamous people too and clear up tinder a little bit because it's just like all these people yeah 
are not I don't want to be not where they should be, but like if we can make things more specific for people. Um, and I think non-monogamous yeah. people would greatly benefit from that. Cause honestly, yeah, they do have money, multiple incomes actually. Like. <laughs> yeah, actually. So yeah, I feel like a queer friendly non-monogamous matchmaking service would be great. I think, yeah. And honestly, I don't want to take it on. So anybody who hears that idea and thinks that they're good at it, mm-hmm. take it. Set, you know what? You can pay me back by setting up, by finding my business partner, her her dream yeah. partner. Maybe multiple, maybe yeah. multiple partners. Yeah. Knows? Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, what was the uh, other one you had in mind? Oh, I was just like, this is very topical for right now, but I think a Mardi Gras parade spot Mm -hmm. holder, like especially for the uptown parades where the city's getting more and more um, strict about like leaving your shit out, where they will come and like if people leave stuff out overnight for their campsites, Mm -hmm. they'll just sweep it up. But if you had, if you like, let's say it's a weekday parade and, you know, this f- f- traditional uptown family has to go to work all day, but you're just a bywater freeloader. You can hang out on the neutral ground with all their shit and save them a prime spot and fi- fight off the city, fight off uh, other people who would try to, like, get out in front of them mm-hmm. until they get there. They'd probably give you some beers, yeah, too. Yeah, honestly. Well, today, like, it's such a, like, funny thing, like, spot holding. And then you're already there, too. You can you can also watch the parade mm-hmm. from a good spot as well. Yeah, because I yeah. went to church today, and I, like, sat in somebody else's pew, and it was kind of problematic because they were saving spots. And it ended up okay, but it's just, like, such a thing, like, saving spots. Um, and we're just going to uh-huh. be like, um, okay, like. <laughs> Yeah, it's always like, Ooh, yeah, okay. Um, I don't, I don't love it, especially like in church. I don't know. I get weirded out. There's like a thing in New Orleans where people think that it's like their parking spot on mm-hmm. public streets. I'm like, that's not mm-hmm. how this works, y'all. Yes, will I always move my car for my elderly neighbor, or if she asks me to? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I'm also like, girl, it's yeah. not your spot. And it's just also like. There's probably more effort to come knock on your door. <laughs> um, right? Yes, but, like, in Chicago, they would do that, actually. They would, like, shovel a spot, and then they would cone it. So. Yeah. People put cones out and shit all the time. Or or put their trash cans out. And that's, like, whatever. Save your spot. But if you get mad at me for parking in an open spot mm-hmm. on a city street. Yeah. No, I yourself. agree. Yeah, we don't have parking lots. This is the uh, the life we chose, and that's okay. Um, yeah. Going off of that Mardi Gras one, I feel – okay, here's one. I met this one person who made Mardi Gras beads out of, like, nuts, and I thought that was fun. Like, you could sell that. It was – Edible? Well, no, no, no. It was, um, like, biodegradable Mardi Gras beads. And I was like, that would be fun. Yeah, there's some parades that are, there's some parades that are only doing, that are, are, go, Mm -hmm. are only doing. Go green, baby. Yeah, Iris, the crew of Iris last year only gave out, um, like, compostable um, or green. Like, they gave out, like, bamboo toothbrushes. Oh, my gosh. Like, (laughs) chopsticks. Like, like, 
it was really cool. It was a beautiful yeah. parade. Um, that's like one of my favorites to go to. It's like a daytime um, all women parade, and they get, their signature throw is sunglasses. Yeah, that's cute. I like sunglasses. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't wear them a lot, but I appreciate them because it's one of the things that I like, but I just will yeah. lose. So. Well, they give, they decorate them like music shoes, so it's really fun. Music shoesies. Yeah. They're like more like art. They're more like um, art pieces. And then another one that I've seen, it's like a Mardi Gras Sherpa. You just like carry everybody's beers. I feel like that'd be something that I would do because I just, I don't care. Um, I'm like. Yeah, just invest, just spend like $100 on a granny cart mm-hmm. and load her up. Yeah, I'm just like. I think sometimes that's the fun part of Mardi Gras is experiencing it with other people yeah. and doing things that you normally wouldn't do to get a new perspective of things because like it, yeah. you can kind of get stuck in the same thing, but there's so many different sides. That's such a, such a cool thing about New Orleans and just life in general. You can just like the more people you hang out with and the more strangers you meet. Yeah. Like those are always like everybody's best moments are oh, the strangers I, you meet. Um, I actually got one for my dance party. Like, I put out a call for vendors, and someone uh, said that they're like they're like young and they really want to hone in on some of their art skills. So they're gonna do live sketches of people mm. for tips. So if you're artistically inclined, you can always just pop up at a like some kind of fun nightlife event and pop, like and start sketching yeah. people. Um, I feel, so we had a guest and I feel like she has a very like Bywater business plan, even though she lives in LA now, uh, Zara, we can also link that Uh episode. It's one of our favorites. Uh Um, we quote her. We, we reference it. We reference it a lot. Yeah, the demon that we put in a pack, put up a box, and sent to off the coast of, Jap- Mailed coast of to Japan. Mailed to an island off the coast of Japan, not Japan. An island itself. off the coast of Japan. An island off the coast. <laughs> she had like this, like pop up medium business, which I feel is so New Orleans, where she uh-huh. would. I mean, she would work uh, like events and corporate stuff, and then also just like Jackson Square, where she would put on these headphones and with this like meditation beats and she was also like a composer like she's like a classically trained pianist so she would make these like really beautiful tracks and yeah they she would just like she'd like be like here three psychic questions let's go and like I actually filmed a little promo for her and like the person like Zara described her deceased brother and she didn't know anything and she just like the woman just started crying so like I don't know. Anything like really psychic-y, I feel like, is a really good uh-huh. one. But this is... Yeah, any any level, anything lo- anything that's like uh, aligned with like mm-hmm. busking is... Uh, um, so, you know, like one speaking of buskers, there's a like a big uh, street poet mm-hmm. thing in New mm-hmm. Orleans in particular. I'm sure it's in other cities too where people are there with their little typewriters and they'll make you poems for however much well i saw at when i was at i did a wedding in december where they hired one of their favorite street poets to be at their wedding for people to come up to and in lieu of a guest book so people would come up to the poet talk about the the couple and how they knew them the poet would write a poem and then compile it he compiled all the poems over the course of the night 
um, into like a little that's beautiful well and I think also for anybody any sort of like entrepreneur I think like the event space can offer a lot of uh, get creative with it. Yeah, what kind of novelty? Because I think things are just bring? getting stranger and more. Oh man, I I was at a I was at a, a corporate event the other day, and like this gal who's got a face painting business taught her son how to do uh, balloon animals and has him out on the floor, uh, like her teenage or like her teenage kid. She's like he's so shy; he doesn't talk to people enough. I'm always trying to get him to talk to people. I'm worried when I'm not here. Um, yeah, she. Fa- pa- paints faces and he does balloon animals and they just like make a bunch of money off of corporate literally it's just like uh the positioning of things can make quite a difference yeah i went to another another event with a magician he was great he was doing all kinds of card tricks and honestly i don't think these people have Uh, agency there i think they're just probably soliciting themselves or maybe they're working with an agency or something and then get yeah, or they they align themselves with like the um, the like uh, chamber of commerce mm-hmm. in their city or whoever it is that uh, that like books. You know, if you if you do like align yourself with like the business bureau or the chamber of commerce in your city, they'll tell you they they send out a list every month with the with the conventions that are going to be mm-hmm. in your town. And with the con with the contacts mm. for those people, and you can reach out to them and be like, "Does your do do you need a caterer? Do you need a clown? Do you need a uh, a music a second line band? Like, what mm-hmm. do you like?" And you can get an idea of the outsiders and, and events that are coming into your. It's a good idea. I've never worked with the time. chamber of commerce before, but I've heard a lot of people talk about it. Um, yeah. And um, most of them will also have uh, young professionals uh, chapters that have, like, networking events. Have you ever been to, to, like, a business Uh, networking event? When I was, like, working in theater, I do, yeah. I've hosted more than I've been to. I feel like I haven't been to one that I've been like, yeah, I feel good about that. But I also haven't, like, for example, I haven't gone to, like, one in Paris or, like, really any city. I've gone to some in Colorado and Florida. I feel like I've had some that have led to, like, opportunities or, like, connected me with people that wound up being helpful Mm -hmm. in the future. Yeah. I think they're always nice. Um, Why not? You know? At the the end of the day, even if you get no business connections out of it, I think it's worth going to because it gets you in the practice of pitching yourself and like talking to strangers. I don't know, actively listening. And I think you can also learn a lot because I went to a tech one one time and like I didn't even know what an accelerator was. And I went to like a tech, there was a bunch of people that worked for an accelerator. And uh, just so you know, this is like for businesses, they get aligned with like an accelerator and they like provide them funding and like all this other shit and like they help them with every I don't know how you get in um but it's just kind of like the VC tech world um and I'm sure it's probably not quite as busy right now um but it's also kind of interesting because you can you can bootstrap it or you know do the whole VC accelerator route but yeah, ripped all the tech layoffs right now. Prime time to engage in my water <laughs> business plan. Yeah, use your severance wisely, baby. Or don't. Start a bywater business. 
it'll be fun. Good for your mental health, at least, you know? It'll, uh, that's the fun thing about, um, having your own business. It's, uh, at least the ones that I do, they're always at least fun and they lead to very curious, uh, types of places. Um, do you have any other Kayleen on the tip of your tongue? Not really. I feel like we fired off yeah. some fun ones. Get get into events, basically. One, you know, one of my what, what one of my biowater business plans is to like be a wackadoodle wellness person for corporate retreats. I know I've talked about this um, because I just oh, I yeah. would love that to just like make them do these crazy meditations and then these dance ceremonies and then chant and do improv and like I just want to be like a kind of like a. A theater high school teacher for corporate America because they could afford me. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, I definitely. Uh, we definitely used to pitch improv, like our improv program to corporate people. It takes off. Like you could justify oh, I know. A lot of stuff. And I'll. Uh, it's a fun little yeah. Stream. Hope their fortitude. And, uh, you know, make them more productive. Oh, my God. Because happy people are yeah. more oh productive. Yeah. That's all we want. That's the only yeah, goal, they're, right? Like, it's, it's just Capitalism. so great when they just don't want to kill themselves all the time. And they, like, laugh a little bit. You know? Oh, my God. LOL. Silly, goofy fun. I had a theater minor. It's okay. Um. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Bro Book Reviews. I read a bro book every week so you don't have to. So this book is really cool. Um, so now we're just going to go into Bro Book Review. Um, yeah. By William Mackeskill. Uh, what We Owe the Future. And Ooh. this is a really interesting read it's a he's like a philosopher by trade i guess is that that sounds kind of weird to say but i don't know he's a philosopher and he's just talking that like no matter what the future looks like it's still going to be there and humanity is still going to be like the probability of humanity completely going away is very 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 small and so he kind of refers to humanity as moldable glass and right now we're in a very moldable stage and we need to be creating a future for, you know, 50 years, 100 years, 1,000 years, because this is like, he pretty much said, this is pretty much like one of the most malleable times in human history ever. And like how we proceed is going to affect it for like thousands of years. Um, and I just thought that was a really... It's a really beautiful sentiment to take also with like your business and like your stupid business ideas of like, let me just do something because I feel like it. And you just push the needle needle because we're able to do these things um, when we're normally just like not able to do them. Um, and who knows? And he said, you know, the future might look a lot better than now or it might look a lot worse. But um it's yeah, like like the title says, what we owe the future, like we do owe the future something, and like we have a responsibility towards that, which I I don't know, it just seems very profound to me. Um, I kind of want to like talk about a little movie review too because it like ties in. Um, Ooh, okay. Did you see Babylon? Okay. No, I feel like it got panned. What do you here, mean? Like 
like everybody was like it it premiered people talk oh. shit and it disappeared it didn't, didn't get nominated for any Oscars. Oh, people really liked it in Paris. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I saw it yesterday. I thought it was fabulous. Um, it's very intense, but like, yeah, it was it was good. Um, but it it talks about the change from uh, silent film to speaking film, and it it's kind of like the sacrifices everybody made to do something that was much bigger than them. And that's kind of what I feel like for like the future of film, for example. And then what has film led us to? Um, I feel like it's the same kind of premise of this book of like, sometimes when you're in the moment, you don't realize that you're making history. Um, I think it's really, really profound. Yeah. You're just responding. <laughs> yeah. <in the> <laughs> Yeah, we don't know what will be a historic moment until, like, we're, like, the, very much the Ace of Swords, like we were saying, like, you don't know when it happens until, like, a little bit of time has passed, and you're like, oh, wait a second, maybe that was kind of a big deal, and maybe that did change the way that I view things, so, yeah, um, all right, so you can find me at the.fakeguru on Instagram and thefake.guru on TikTok and then follow the podcast entrepreneurs.podcast on Instagram and then entrepreneurs.com we have our weekly newsletter letter oh my gosh I, I used when I was little I couldn't say my r's so sometimes I like can't say my r's still my letter um so follow our newsletter uh, that we send out every week yep yeah, I'm swamp witch with four eyes on Instagram Candles Unincorporated as well, although we're taking a little carnival break. Beautiful. Have a gay day. Yeah.